Hey guys, David, the healthness coach here yet again with another episode. It has been far too long, something like almost over a year since I've, I've recorded a podcast. So before I go any further, I'd like to apologize to my one or two listeners who have been missing out from healthness podcast over the last year. Uh, I have made a commitment that I will do at least one podcast a month in the year 2022. So stay tuned for content uh, via podcasting from healthness uh, at least once a month. Um, that being said, I got the incredible opportunity to sit down uh, with personal trainer Matei Kayla. Uh, we got to talk about Spider-Man No Way Home, one of our favorite movies of 2021. Uh, so I would consider this a spoiler warning. We're going to be going and delving deep into spoilers. So if you haven't seen Spider-Man No Way Home yet, highly recommend that you go and watch the movie. Um, if you haven't seen all of the other Spider-Mans as well, I would recommend that you watch those as well as the Marvel movies. Uh, and this movie is absolutely amazing. I, I can't speak enough about how... I enjoyed this movie and how I enjoyed the, the emotions that came from uh, me watching this movie. Uh, I can't even put words to describe it. So again, if you haven't watched Spider-Man No Way Home, I recommend that you go watch that. Uh, and then my one or two listeners, you can always come back uh, and listen to this podcast. That being said, uh, me and uh, Matei are going to also go into uh, his personal uh, fitness journey. Uh, as well as uh, his journey as a personal trainer, uh, his transition from going uh, from working in a commercial gym over to a private space and what that's been like. Uh, Matei is one of the passionate trainer, one of the most tra passionate trainers that uh, I see working uh, uh, in the private sector. And so uh, if you guys do enjoy bodybuilding, uh, this guy's physique number one is top tier. Uh, and he had he put in the work and he does put in the work every day uh, and it shows. So if you guys want any sort of advice regarding uh, bodybuilding or just general fitness, uh, I'm going to leave his contact information in the show notes uh, for you guys to do that. So without further ado, I hope you guys enjoy the podcast. And as always, if you've got questions, comments, concerns regarding your health and fitness, feel free to contact me via my Instagram at healthness or via my email david at the healthnesscoach.com dude <laughs> i'm uh i'm at a loss man i love that movie so much so much and i was looking forward to it for like i don't know like a year almost right yeah you know what i mean um anyway man i first time i saw tony mcguire on screen man it like brought me like back to when i was like nine years old or eight years old in theaters with my dad and my brother watching spider-man 2 for the first time ever and uh that was like hardcore like nostalgia oh man yo for me it was the same thing i was i think more surprised because initially i didn't believe that toby mcguire and andrew garfield were going to be in the movie and you and your brother were like hey <laughs> these guys are in the movie. Yeah. I was like, yo, 20 bucks. Dude, we went on, we went on yeah. with that for a while, man. Because, uh, I don't know, like, we we like, we like felt like, you know, like, if, if this movie is going to be, like, a big success and it's going to be amazing, then, like, how is it that they can put, like, villains and stuff like that in the movie and not have, like, the respective heroes play a uh, comeback? You right, know? right, right. So, anyway, man, like, yeah, that movie without Andrew Garfield and Tony McGuire would have, like, tanked. In my Definitely. Opinion. Because for me, it was like this. I was like, initially, why would Sony allow Toby and Andrew to show up in a Marvel just property? Just announce, just like that, <laughs> on a whim. Yeah, I know. And Andrew, Andrew did a really good job hiding it. Yeah. 
Like yeah. I've seen interviews well, where he was like, "That's no. what convinced me." <laughs> on on the other side, that's what convinced me because I'm like, man, like how can you like come out and like you know talk to all your friends and be like, "Nope, nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. I know what you're talking about." <laughs> um, and just like I don't know, seeing him like lie through his teeth, I'm like, okay, well I guess he's not in it. Then I guess right. it's just Toby. You know, right. but I'm like, well, how can it just be Toby and not Andrew? You know, I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, how's this going to work? Right. Uh, but yeah, man, like you saw them there. They, I they think showed once up. I saw the trailer, though, I was like, okay, maybe Toby might show up. But then it was like, I think closer to when, like just the day before it came out. And I saw like the lizard and I saw, I was like, okay, Andrew's probably in this movie. But they probably CGI'd his face on. Or <laughs> <laughs> they just not like no face, just, just the, the mask. mask. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. Um, no man, and like I, I remember because like I was like a stickler for all the details. Like any nitty litty gritty <laughs> little detail, I would be in it, and I'd be like, "That's proof," you know. Right. And uh, so whenever they posted a trailer, it was like a like the worldwide version, like some like U.S. or Canadian version of the trailer, and there was another version. In the other version, there's like a, a scene where like they're jumping off, like the three villains going. Oh yeah, and the lizard. Yeah. You, you see the lizard's face just like whoom, I do like <laughs> hit in the face, and I'm like, dude, what? <laughs> like, what? What are you gonna tell me that that was like the midair? Like, what? How is that possible? Jimmy Kimball was like, he thinks he knows what it was. It was the Invisible Woman from the Fantastic Four. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. probably kicked him. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, good good observation on Jimmy, man. Like, that's that's not bad. <laughs> Pretty close to the chest, you know. <laughs> but when the movie started. So got there with my son. Um, initially, I think they started to throw Easter eggs at us like right away. Like what? Like the first Easter egg that I noticed from the beginning was when MJ and Spider-Man are on top of a bridge. And I saw the Roosevelt kind of like that little cart, that, you know, from the first Spider-Man movie oh, that those kids were in. Oh, yeah. With when Tony I saw Maguire? that, yeah, okay. I was like, okay. okay. There, I never, must I never saw that, man. Yeah. <laughs> when I, well, I, I saw that scene. I saw it, but I never clued in and I never made that connection. <laughs> I was like, from there, I was like, I'm going to owe this guy 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> we already put it on the table yeah, at that know, point, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. That's a good point. I know, I didn't notice uh, those Easter eggs, but like, I don't know, man. Like, it's, uh, it, like, I like the way they brought them in. Yeah. And like, that, this makes me want more. Oh, man. Because I'm just like, okay, come on, man. Like, because because bring him back man come on even the way that they kind of not even just introduced like andrew and toby but like the villains like i found that like it was like okay if you wanted to see tom holland spider-man fight octavius or dr octopus like what would that look like but then more importantly like the octavius or dr octopus from like the sam raimi trilogy and that, I think, that one, blew man. my mind. Same one. I'm like, you know, like, and it's cool to see them, like, in, have dialogue together where, like, oh, you know, man. like, he's, like, saying stuff from, like, the, like, it's literally, like, Doc Ock just came back from that second Spider-Man movie and just came right back. And he's like, where was that? Where's my machine? You know? And he's, oh. like, he's, like, talking like he never left. And, you know, like, then you have Tom Holland who's just, like, like who, the, who is this I have guy? no idea what's going on. <laughs> who the heck is you know? this guy? What did you like most about the movie? Like, what was, like... I, uh, I really, man, like, this one scene is, like, dear to my heart is when, uh, two, two of them. Uh, the first one is, uh, when they're swinging all up together, like, off oh, that, that cliff. Oh, yeah, yeah, And, yeah, yeah. uh, they're, like, swinging together, and it's, like, a cool little moment that uh, all three Spider-Man are just, like, going together. They finally figured out what they're supposed to do. Peter 1, Peter 2, Peter 3. Yes. And, like, they're all, like, in sync, and they're, like, working together, and it's awesome. Um, but the, the 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 main scene that like got me and uh, just like hit like heartstrings hardcore is when 
Uh, you see Tom Holland's Peter Parker fresh out from Aunt May being killed. Spoiler alert. Uh, anybody who hasn't seen the movie yet... Oh, yeah, I'll put it in the description. <laughs> yeah, spoilers. <laughs> spoiler dude, dude. Yes. <laughs> spoiler central right here. From the Roosevelt thing all the way, man. You know? Um, but anyway, it's like when when they, uh, when they the two Peters, you see them up on like a little steeple, and uh, they're just looking down, and they both jump down, and they're both coming to talk to Peter. Mm. And uh, it's the end of that scene where uh, he's like saying, Aunt May is like, yo, you know, she told me with great power, and then... Peter Parker, Tobey Maguire finishes that sentence by saying, "Comes great responsibility." And he's like, uh, "He's like, wait, how do you know that?" Uh, and then he's like, "Uncle Ben said it." And then Andrew Garfield chimes in. He's like, "The day he died." And I'm like, "Man, like, that's like to me." And I'm like, again, like I've, if people know me, they know that like I'm not. I, I love superheroes, but I also love the message and like right. the power and like the the um, like the the cool relatedness that you can have to them because they're normal people but they're right. heroes in their own way. Right. And uh, so just hearing hearing them capture the essence of Spider Man all together in the same moment, all together, all Spider Man together Yo. at the same time. That that was like so powerful for me just to see like all of them talking and like I don't know like Tony McGuire you know you hear it in the movie he's like yo he's dressed as a youth pastor man and, you know they, they don't all have to be in costume it's just really cool to have them all share the same moment oh man yeah no I I totally agree with you I think for me the the the, the scenes and like that really stood out to me well number one the fighting was just like I I mean Tom Holland Spider Man didn't really resonate with me that much from the first two that came out but I thought in this one this guy was. Like when he was fighting like like the Green Goblin, I thought that was brutal. like brutal. That first fight scene Hardcore. where they're like flipping like yeah, man. he's wailing on him and the goblin's just like yeah. laughing. Yeah. And they're on the balcony and he does this like flip and yeah, then man. webs down yeah. to the floor and they start like It's like man. hardcore. It's not like I PG. Like a kid. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like a kid, right? Yeah. I was like, man, the action in this movie is like top tier. It's like hundred percent. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. Um but I think for me and I, I, I think most of the viewers are gonna like feel something about what I'm saying. People that have seen the movie, the number one thing that made me feel because I feel like Andrew Garfield never really got redemption in his movies. And yeah. I felt like the whole time, and even he said, he was like, I feel like I'm the lamest Spider-Man. He said it when they were talking about he found yeah. an alien and then yeah. Tom Holland's like, I found an alien like in space. And then Toby's like, I'm still on that. You fought an alien in space. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, he's like that, I'm man. lame. I'm lame. That. I fought a guy in like a rhino outfit. Yeah. Right? Because like in reality, like everyone took to the Andrew Garfield movies, like yeah. it was not that great received, right? Like a lot of yeah. people were like, it wasn't that great. And so like to see him and the scene that I'm talking about, to see him finally be the one to catch MJ. Mm. Brother, like literally a lump in my throat. I felt like I was going to lose Redemption it in the time, baby. I was like, yep. when I saw, as soon as I saw like Green Goblin grab Tom Holland Spider-Man and like MJ still falling and you just see like Andrew's like, no, and just like, like, Pushes himself down. He's like, I have to save her. It's cool because they didn't make it look that way in the trailer, right? Yes, they did, yeah. But it's it's also another thing to see, like you know, like the way yeah. Zendaya's falling is the same way as Emma Stone, right? So like you know, like the it, parallels, it's, yeah, parallels, man. And that makes that's what makes you think you're like, no, dude, can't I be. Know. Is it gonna happen? Is it? But then you see like Tom Holland reaching and their hands are about to touch. But like, it's cool how they spun that off, man. And like. It, it just makes it seem like, you know, like, I don't know, it's cool to have that all connection based, right. you know, like you have to see the other movies to understand that. Right. But it's like a, it's like a, it's a cool moment. And that's what I mean. And I feel like it, it was cool because they gave Andrew Garfield 
in this movie, I find an ability to be able to tie in and close all of the other movies. Yes. Because it's like, I felt like after The Amazing Spider-Man 2, I was like, that's it? And they were like, yeah, we're not making a third one? And I was like, well, what happens next, right? But it's like in this one, it was like we got to see so many different areas of Andrew Garfield's personality. Yeah. Like even when he was talking about like, he's like, yeah, after Gwen died, I stopped pulling my punches. That was cool. And I was like, I, I loved hearing I want to see that. Yeah. I want to like, right? see that movie, man. Like, I, yeah. I want to know what that's like. Andrew Garfield's been like a little friendly guy yeah. with a little Jorge with his little <laughs> wind turbine thing that he's helping him out. He's just a nice guy. Right. But I don't know, like, it's, it'd be cool to see that in a third installment. Right. You know? And then Mary Jane, or his MJ being the, kind of like the catalyst that brings him back to being, like, a good guy again. I think that would have been cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, the, like that's a good story waiting to happen. I'm like, you guys are sitting on money here. Yes. Like, why, why not, like, create that? And it's cool, because, like, I don't know, like, Andrew Garfield pours his heart and soul out into this character. Right. But, like, it just sucks because, like... The directors and everybody in like right. Sony and like all the companies involved, like I don't know, I've read about this a lot, and it just shows that like his experience doing Spider-Man wasn't really like right. the best that it could have been. I feel like it was a cash grab. Like yeah. they were more looking at like how can we market like our products, how can we market yes. like future movies versus like let's make one good movie. And I feel like this particular Spider-Man, that's what they did. I felt like. J- you know, we spoke about Andrew Garfield, but like the idea that Tom Holland grew from this kid, because the whole time I was like, okay, he's in, he's using Stark Tech, right? And I'm like, that I wasn't comfortable with. Even that. in the second movie, man, I'm like, okay, like you know what? It's cool and all. Like I get that, like Iron Man died, and like you know, you got to kind of commemorate him. But I felt like in that movie, they were just like pulling a lot of like recycled Iron Man stuff to the right. point where like there's a scene where he like holds like a diagram on his hand right. which is like mimicking what Iron Man did in the first movie yeah. I'm like hey dude like <laughs> leave that alone man like that's been done right. like, you know like stick with your own thing you're Spider-Man you're not Iron yeah. Man you're not gonna be the next Iron Man you're gonna be your Spider-Man yeah so you stick with that but like yeah like I don't know it's cool to see like Tom Holland at the end of this movie he's got like his own like radar yeah. for police warnings and stuff like it's it's a full blown it's Spider-Man. like it shows his growth and maturity because even from like Civil War he was like a kid like you know, reciting movies, and he's like, oh my gosh, you're so cool. Like, is your arm made of titanium? Yeah, like, how's yeah, that? Yeah, Vibranium? Yeah, like, yeah, how's that? Yeah. Right? So, like, he was like yeah. a kid, like like a fan, right? Yeah. And then in, in his own movies, it was like, he was trying to hold dear to what was important to him. Exactly. And I feel like in this movie, he became Spider-Man, because it's like, at the end of the movie, he walked away from telling MJ the truth. That's hardcore. Like, how Tobey Maguire... At the end of his first movie, walked away from MJ not telling her the truth. Mm, so I the never par- thought of it that yeah, way. <laughs> Yo, bro, I never thought of it that it's way. Like the parallels, yeah, man, were so sick, right? Because I'm like, I'm, and and just the fact that like he was left with this idea. Because if we think about the transition from being a kid and being a man, and the major difference of what that means, right? It's like it really comes down to the sacrifices you're willing to make. And to be selfless. That, yes, yes, exactly. Right? Because I feel like, I don't know, like even then in, in like Homecoming and in No Way Home, or not No Way Home, in, in Far From Home, like it's just, like it's it's kid stuff. Yeah. You know, like it's it's, it's cool, don't get me wrong. Like it's nice to yeah. see like, you know, even from the first Tom Holland movie to the second, like it's quite a bit of differences. But right. like in this one, like, I don't know, I feel like you got some dirt under your fingernails right. now, man. Like you got some, you got some like experience and some hardcore experience, which is like, yeah. It's it's nice to see that they spun it off in the way of like not Uncle Ben having to die, right. it's Aunt May, it's the other way around. 
Um, but it's still like it's it's awesome, man. It's awesome to see I, how like I get it that it's a loss. It's hard, but it's cool to like see how he comes out of that. Oh man, yeah. And that final swing scene, even though we couldn't see it really well, I, I felt like it was kind of shaky. Yeah, a bit. yeah. You know, I loved it because the suit looked. It's like... still Tobey Maguire. Yeah, suit, I know. Oh god, that, from that first movie. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like no, that's, no, that's what I want to see. You know, like him jumping off the Empire oh, State Building yeah. and then, like pulling himself into the screen. They kind of did something like that. Even then, like I don't know, like the last No Way Home, like his his costume finishing off, I didn't like it. Right, I didn't, I didn't like that light blue. I thought it was like, <laughs> it's cool, but like I didn't like the the style. But like regardless, it's still. Good. I feel what you mean. I just I felt like for me, that resonated so much with me because I'm like a '90s Spider Man guy, and I love the like That's you know, fair. <laughs> like, I can see that. I love that '90s like with Venom and like, and so this costume, the was, show, like yeah, the animated the TV show. show, yeah, the animated I love show. that show, right? But it was just like the shine to it, right? You know? Right. Maybe I it's know just to look at, make it look nicer in the snow and like the, the setting. I have no idea, but like I, that, I get what you mean that they are sticking with like the yes. the original costume, and I think that he also took inspiration from Toby Maguire's yes. suit. Yes, you can see that from like the spider in right? the front and in the back. Is that new spider yeah. that he had? I'm like, that's yeah. more Spider Man. Like, come yeah. on, man, none of that. Like. Iron Man made stuff like okay, it's good. It's had its pl- time yeah. and place, but like now, what else? Right, you know? and it would make sense because it's like I think what's cool about the fact that he made his own suit in this one because if if you remember, he made his own suit in Homecoming, but it was like it didn't look like a Spider Man suit. Right? I I I know what you mean, and I I kind of like as much as I hated it seeing it. I'm like, what? It's just like a sock monkey. Like, but it made sense. I feel for the story, right? Because exactly Spider Man costumes from both Tasm. And from Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, like there's no way we know just by looking at it that there's no way a guy at home could make a suit like that, nah, right? Nah. But I thought what was cool was that in Homecoming, he created this like suit from like jogging pants, whatever. Put like these goggles, like these fishing goggles. Yeah, look like right. Yeah, it's like very like DIY style, man. Right, which but is really like cool. True DIY. And then by the end of this movie, it would make sense that he would be able because he relied on t- Tony Tony Stark the whole time to make his own suits, right? Yeah, and which looked really reminiscent of like the comic book Spider-Man, but it would make sense by the end of this movie that he'd be able to make his own suit look like Toby and Andrew because he got to hang out with the two guys that made their own suits. I wish we got to see more interactions of them. <laughs> I, honestly, I can never get enough. I know. to be honest, like the the like it's cool to see how. Uh, I don't know. It's it's nice. Like when when they were talking upstairs, he's like, "Hey guys, I don't mean to brag, but I was in the Avengers." And then Tobey Maguire, he's like, "Avengers? That's great!" And everyone's like, "Yo, he knows what the Avengers are. He knows what he's talking about." He's like, "What is that?" I'm like, "Nice, okay." But it's like, you it's know, good. I love Spider-Man, that, which I love because Marvel named uh, Tobey Maguire Spider Man the friendly neighborhood Spider Man. And when you watch like those first three movies, you really get that vibe, friendly neighborhood, right? Yeah. So like, just from that scene that you're talking about, like. It just reminds me of this guy that's just, he's a nice guy. And he wants to like just, he's like, exactly. you know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> so, you know when he goes in the portal for the first time and he's just like, that, I yeah. just kind of stepped in it, like, hope you don't mind. And he's just kind of really nice about it and he just waves to like the cleaning lady or whatever. Anyway, man, no, that's great. I, I love the, the little scene that they had of Spider-Man's both like shooting webs right. at each other. Right. Because I thought that was like, you know, it's like one of those like prove yourself moments to realize yeah. like, okay, we're both, like, we both have the thing. That's, yeah. And I think that that was like, so cool to be able to show like these two guys that have never met each other before that don't know each other exist but like it's like they can almost kind of sense each other it was like yeah like i felt like maybe you can explain it because i don't understand when he like and i've seen the movie like i don't know three times oh nice i hope so so it's uh 
it's good, but like I don't understand when he goes in the portal, he's like, wait, he's not your friend. Tony Black says that toward like, is he talking about Andrew or like I don't get what happened there? You know what I mean? Right. I think like, yeah, like I get what you mean because it's like, who is he talking about? Is he talking about like he's not your friend? That's what he said. But like Andrew, like, and that's when they kind of look at each other funny and then they start shooting. I think that like he can sense. Remember, like in like the Spider Verse movie, the 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 one with Miles Morales, the cartoon. it was like when they saw each other, they would get like Spidey sense, mm. right? And so like he saw him and then saw him in the suit and he's like, wait a minute. Because he's like, it's almost like he recognized the older lady as well. Like he was like, yeah, like I saw, right? So I feel like, mm, I think he I realized that like Andrew Garfield's out of place and he's yeah. not supposed to be there. He's not your friend. I don't know. Right. Anyway. But I would love to know. Yeah. I know yeah. what you mean. I would love to know like, what was their take? Like maybe there was a scene that was deleted that we'll know, see in the future. I hope so. Probably I really talk. hope so. Charlie Cox. Oh my goodness, <laughs> man! I love that because I'm like, imagine like, put yourself in Charlie Cox's position. Right. You do such a great job that Marvel wants to bring you back after right. canceling your show. Right. Not only that, put you in a Spider-Man movie. Right. And just kind of slip it in there that you're still Daredevil. You're not just some dude. Yo, I love the subtleties. Yeah. Because I find in certain movies or most movies nowadays they try to explain too much. And I just love the idea that, like... It's just a nod. Yes. You know? Very simple. Like, he just, like, boom, catches yeah. a brick. Oh, man. And but then he just says, I'm a really good lawyer. But even from the beginning, when you hear his voice, and you just see, like, the... the stick, the, man. You're just oh, like... Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Dude, I... You, like, imagine theater reactions. Yeah. When that first happened. Like, it's just... It's, like... It's, it's like, a good moment of, like, yo, like, he... He deserves that. My my theater lost it at every single point that there was like some scene of something, and I was like, I was I felt lucky because I know that like not everyone probably saw like you know all the Daredevil series, not everyone saw you know Spider Man one, two, and three, and saw all of it. so like I felt like, like my theater seven saw movies, man. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> seven movies plus you got to watch Daredevil and like the Defenders and all that stuff and Civil War, right? Like, understand all of it, you know, all the Marvel. Like, yeah, there's like a lot of callbacks too, you know, right. Like, it's cool. I like that because I, I don't know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan. I'm a nerd, you know? So like, right. I love that. I love seeing all that. When they make like little hints and stuff, I'm like, bring it, more of it, you know? Trust me, man. Same thing. And like on that note, like in the end, when you find that there's like a, uh, man, I will give an arm and a leg to see oh, yeah. Tom Holland or Andrew Garfield, one of right. the two going up against Tom Hardy. I think it would make sense for Andrew Garfield to do that. In my opinion. Yeah. Because... I think so, too. Because, like... And I don't know. Like, there's, like, a Morbius trailer that came out. And right. that, like, messed up the whole universe. Right. Because you see Tobey Maguire Spider-Man spray-painted on a wall. Right. You see a building from Andrew Garfield Spider-Man in the trailer. And you see Michael Keaton, who's involved in Tom Holland's universe. Mm. Which one is it? Yeah. Which one's it going to be? Right. You know? Because I'm just like, dude, like, I got, like... Three Spider-Man to choose from, and you kind of messed it all up for me now because I can't tell which one's going to be. Right. You know? I think it would make more sense for Andrew. Totally. Number one, I, I feel would like totally Andrew, see that. I feel like Andrew didn't get... Andrew's a really good Spider-Man. I just feel I like want he him didn't back, get yeah. like, his he, uh, opportunity. He deserves that, and I think he should be the one to go up against Tom Hardy. Yeah. Because I don't know, man. Like, Tom Holland, dude. Like, you're... Like, I don't know. Like, and imagine Andrew Garfield pulling his punches. Right. Now he doesn't care anymore. Now yeah. he's going to be a little bit more brutal. And now he's going to go up against Venom. And that's going to be like a brutal fight in and yeah. of its own. You know? And like, I don't know, both like uh, Andy Serkis, who's the director who directed Venom 2, 
uh, he kind of threw it in there too. But like he threw in Tom Holland at the end of the, the movie. Oh, okay. So okay. like there's a post credit scene where like you see Venom oh, yeah. just like come on, right. and he's like that guy. But I heard that that was actually filmed by uh, the director of No Way Home. Yeah, so they they had already like they filmed that. But I and, that, and that's what I felt like I was like, why would they just bring Tom Hardy to just take him out? Like I I I get it. Like it was like really good fan service to have Venom in that universe for a moment. Yeah. But I would have loved to see some sort of re- interaction. Now there's a little piece of the symbiote that's right. stuck in here. So I feel like maybe <clears throat> maybe that's what's going to be like the the big point to bring them all together. Like the right. symbiote, he needs to get that last little chunk back. I don't know. Right. I just want to see that, man. And now oh, I can't man. tell. Like It's like a roll the dice of like, who's it going to be? Right. Who are you going to go up against? You know? I'm sure they're still having conversations right now like Marvel and Sony. Like just kind of like, what are we going to do now? Well, man, because it's just like you toss the ball in this direction. Then you bring it back over here. Right. And now I'm, like fans are like, what's going to happen? Like right. I don't get it, you know? I think from a, market ab- like a, a marketability standpoint, like yeah, definitely Andrew Garfield because he's – I mean, he's still doing other stuff. People still want him back. Right. Like, there's a huge amount of people who are like, yo, like, after seeing his performance in No Way Home, which, like, by the way, like, if you, like, there's a scene where, like, they're, like, planning out what they're going to do, all three Spider-Man, and then, like, Andrew Garfield's like, wait, 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 I love you guys. You know? That was improvised, you know? That was not, like, that wasn't part of the script, and he just said it, and then I'm like, man, like... I don't know if you are so into your character that you do stuff like that. Like I, that, that shows me that you really right. care, and that right. you should definitely come back and try and do another like a, a trio. Because it's like every single Spider-Man has gotten one except Andrew Garfield. Like, right. come on, man! Like, get right. get him back here. <laughs> you know, I think um, I think that like what was um, interesting is that they didn't for the post-credit scene instead of like showing us something Spider-Man based, they gave us um, Doctor Strange and the. In, in the what the multiverse of madness. multiverse of madness yeah yeah and so i that's cool i thought it was cool because it's like we get to digest this movie we get to be like you know, yeah like, you don't have to worry the about like of, the, oh like what else is gonna happen like it's right. just end on a cool note yeah but now like it's it's you have like a full-blown spider-man and now i'm hearing that tom holland wants to start a family right so i'm just like Dude, like, well, that's good. Let's bring on Andrew Garfield or Toby, man. Well, yeah, let's bring those guys well, back. Well, that's, that's one way to look at it for sure. Like, well, he's busy, you know, like doing whatever he's got to do. Uh, definitely, one of them, the other person can step up, right? But like at the same time, I'm like, man, like Tom Holland, like look at you, man. Now you built up like your trio of movies, and I don't know. The fans are waiting, man. More, 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 more. You know, like that's that's the that's the the thing is, is when you sign on to be Spider Man, like you're. You can choose to be done, right. but like the fans would never, ever, ever want you to be done, right? right. You know, because it's just like, like depending on the script, which like you have Marvel, who's Marvel's like genius script writing, but I think it's hard though because one hundred percent, one hundred percent. When you sign on to these big picture deals like this, you're paid a lot of money, and you, you know, but you work for that money. Man. Oh man, like yeah, you're, you're doing multiple takes. It's like like I heard, he couldn't even like skydive; they wouldn't allow him to skydive because of the risk. That he can injure himself and not be able to perform in the movie. You're probably kept under lock and key. That's what I'm saying. Because Spider-Man, like, you're the main piece. Right. You know, if you're, like, out for a while, like, right. you can't delay the the, you right. know, the, the process because that's going to mess up with, like, the, the shooting yeah. dates and a bunch of other stuff. You know right. what I mean? Like, can't can't do it because or Tom Holland injured his ankle. Right. Something happened. Anyway, yeah. No, that's that's limiting. Yeah. That, like, for I totally get that. that that's, that's like a... 
really hard thing to come but to terms with. Thing that I think that's the internal message of No Way Home is with great power comes great responsibility. Right? And so You're I mean, Spider-Man, big boy. Like, yeah. you, you saddle up, man, because now you got, like, movies to make. Right. Man. But, like, you're, like... You're in one of the best roles that you could ever be in. Right. You know? Like, I think it would be very good if he wanted to start a family. He's a young kid. Um, if he oh, did, he? like... He's like 25? No, I think he's... Uh, I, think he's I, like don't, I don't want to quote that. I'll, I'll research it, but I think he's in his late 20s. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think he's yeah, like, yeah, like 27, like something, something like that. Something like that, yeah. Might be. Well, like, quote us on that. Like, you can put that in the comments if you guys want. <laughs> um, but um, uh, I think that, like, if he did, like, three movies, um, maybe while he's in the process of starting a family and then we just give the mantle off to another Spider-Man like Miles Morales or something like Whoa. he's the guy hey you know what it. that's not far off because yeah. in the movie that was kind of mentioned they're like, right. you know like there's Jamie, Jamie Foxx yeah, he's like yeah there's gotta be a black Spider-Man somewhere <laughs> which is funny because he looked at Andrew Garfield he's like yo I thought I thought he was gonna be black you know? I'm like <laughs> later so, maybe later you know who knows who knows what's gonna happen <laughs> no man I, I love that movie and that's like that's one of the movies that I'm gonna I don't know. I'm gonna take with. If you had to rank all the Spider-Man movies that you choose, okay, okay. So your top three Spider-Man movies. Okay, top three. Okay, that's easier. Yeah. All right. Spider-Man Two is one of them with Tobey Maguire. Right. Hardcore. Um, No Way Home. Right. And I'm having a hard time between Tobey Maguire Spider-Man One and Andrew Garfield Spider-Man One. Right. One of the two, I would. God, I'd have to say probably Andrew Garfield. Yeah? yeah. <laughs> nice. You? Me, I would say number one, just for the message, for the fact that there were so many characters, um, so much more characters that Spider-Man 3 had with Tobey Maguire, and they couldn't pull it off. And I know that like it wasn't Sam Raimi's fault. He was forced to add extra characters. Well, like Sam and, to and stuff Nevada like that. And all that stuff, yeah. Um, definitely No Way Home would be my top number one. Number one? Okay. Number one. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Um, okay. Definitely Spider Man Two. You have to have Spider Man Two in there. Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire. All right. Yeah. Okay. And and I would say Homecoming. 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 Interesting. Homecoming. And the reason why I say Homecoming is, um, I feel that um, in that movie they really were able to dial back to like Spider Man's younger youth. Origin being itself. a teenager yes yeah yeah and like seeing what he has to deal with through being like prom and right. like field trips and spelling bees and stuff like that like yeah no like that's because that's i cool. was like i was always Definitely. like i loved i loved andrew garfield spider-man the number one like so the amazing spider-man one i felt was better than the second one right. um but again i feel like there were scenes in there that i loved more than the overall movie and spider-man amazing spider-man, amazing one? spider-man one i love there were scenes like i mean that one scene where it's like the police arrest him and he's like kind of like just sitting down and then they they yeah, take the mask, mask off and yeah, he starts and he's like, like taking him out. But he's fighting with his yeah, right. yeah, yeah, I yeah. thought that was like awesome. Yeah, right? like there yeah. was just scenes in that movie that really that was too. like wow. That too, right? But like I felt like the overall movie like could have been better. I didn't walk out of the theater feeling like shit. I want to be Spider Man. I felt like in No Way Home at the end of the movie, I was like. I want to be Spider-Man. <laughs> mm, okay. Right. I dig it. I dig it. I, I get that. Because, like, I don't know. And uh, you have to kind of feel that. And right. you have to feel that from the characters. Like, you know, you're... Like, he's relatable. Right. Right? Spider-Man is relatable because, like, at the end of the day, he is a normal guy. Right. You know? But, like, right. he just has responsibilities now. And uh, he's just got a lot on his plate. And he just doesn't know how to handle it all. And, like, I don't know, man. Like, in Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, the, the second one, I feel like that just shows how... Like, 
crappy it is to like live the lifestyle spider-man because like you know he's like you hear it all like being t told to him he's like you know like you're you're fired parker like you can't have this job because you you don't know what responsibility is and uh then afterwards his own teacher tells him like your grades are steadily declining like you're right. late for class like planning is not a major at this university what are you doing right you know and then not even that but like the daily bugle he's like the where his, his other job where he does, does does photography like they're all looking at him being like what are you doing right you know? like you're you don't care Right. And not to mention Mary Jane, who's like, you don't care, care about, about me, me either. Yeah. You can't even make my show. You can't even show up to my play. And then meanwhile, Spider-Man has to just like take it all in and just keep going and just saving people like not, like it doesn't even matter. And that's right. why it's such a cool story is because he just gets sick of it and to right. the point where he just wants his life back. Right. But then he still sees that like, I still want to be a hero. Right. And I like he goes into a burning building, saves a kid without his suit, no powers. And he's just like, man, like I'm not... I'm not doing this for Uncle Ben anymore. Now I have to realize that I have to do this for me. And right. I feel like that that speaks volumes into like what life is like. Is like right. you, you are going to burn out faster than you can count to five if right. you if you do stuff for other people. And I think, but I think that the number one thing for me was in this movie kind of like shines a light on what you're talking about with regards to Spider-Man now having to like make a choice between do you want to keep the things that you want for you or your obligations and I think that's what that tagline with great responsibility with great power comes great responsibility essentially is like it's not necessarily what you want to do it's about the responsibility that's given to you to do it Parker who's Spider-Man yes is that him no can you please explain what is going on after I shut that spell down we started getting visitors from every universe multiverse is real I need you to capture them before they destroy the fabric of reality. Mama needs some help. You guys ready? Let's catch some multiverse men. Spider-Man, no way home. What was your name again? Dr. Otto Octavius. <laughs> Seriously, what's your actual name? We haven't had the opportunity to uh, talk about your fitness business and, and and the directions that you're taking uh, with mm -hmm. that how did you start your fitness journey how how did this all come to be man yeah that's a good question i uh i picked up a bodybuilding book when i was 13 years old and uh everybody else was doing hockey and uh i don't know other sports that i just didn't really take on to and uh so i found the gym and uh i i found the book and i started with two puny 15 pound dumbbells at my house and I remember just working out in my room and just trying stuff out. And then my dad, when I was 14, finally told me, like, okay, you can go to the gym now. And I was like, okay, sweet. And then, uh, you know, like, once where I conquered my bedroom and was working out in my bedroom, I ended up having to start from scratch in a gym where I was, like, the little, excuse me, literally, like, the smallest little fry that you could see, you know. Right, and, like, right. I was, like, 14 years old. And I started working out from there. And then uh, ever since, I, I worked out with friends. I started teaching them and training them and realized my passion through doing so. Uh, so much so that I kind of wanted to turn it in, into a career. And uh, so I, I went and studied fitness and health at Algonquin, uh, which was nice. I, I like that program, although it's like a little outdated. It kind of taught me a lot in, in the ways that I didn't really expect, uh, just kind of like community and uh, and like understanding like other people in your field and kind of meeting new people, like more like connecting and uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? M not marketing, but like, you know what I mean? Like just right. like... Uh, Connect, building connections and right. and uh, learning who's in your field and who to talk to and okay. stuff like that. Gotcha. Um, networking. Right. Anyway, um, so that was cool. And then uh, I I started getting jobs. I worked at Anytime Fitness as my first job, and 
uh, that like after six months kind of faded and I went on to Mobadi uh, and I, I worked there for like two and a half years and uh, that really helped me kind of develop my craft and uh, kind of learn how to run a business on its own and I met some really cool people along the way and uh, who taught me a lot and who I had some really good conversations with and uh, I'm really happy and grateful that I got to work there and I will always look at that as like the, a great experience. Right. Um, but now I'm kind of at a spot where like in March of 2021, I left Movadi and I kind of decided to go solo and I never thought I would kind of get to that point at like 23 years old, you know, cause right. that's like, right. I don't know, like, you know, you're a trainer, you're right. you, like, as, as the, this job, like once you, once you're in the corporate world, like you're, it's hard to kind of leave that place cause you got comfortable and like, you know, like it's it's hard to kind of figure out that like you're supposed to go out into this big new world on your own and kind of just make it. And you hear a lot of people who kind of switch jobs and that kind of discourages you a little bit too. Right. And thinking like, you know, like I'm going to just stay here because it's comfy and it's nice. And I think I'm just going to like chill out and, you know, like spend the next four or five years just working for Mavadi. You're working uh, for a corporate industry. And it was good, but like I felt like I wanted more. And right. I felt like it's like, you know, like the pandemic and all kind of made me realize that like this – there's no longer a place where I should be in. I felt led to go out on my own. Right. And uh, so mid-pandemic, man, left. And I wouldn't say mid-pandemic, like a little bit after that. But like, yeah, I, I left and decided to to kind of go solo. And I have not looked back ever right. since. What was the transition like? Because I know for me, it was like going from like a commercial gym to then going off on your own was like, man, it's like you're going from like, you know, swimming in your bathtub as a kid to like jumping in like the deep end of the pool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So man. what was that like? And what were some of the challenges that you faced doing that? That's a good question. And it, uh, I, what I first thought about when you said that is that I had a conversation with my mom and dad and I called them and I was really upset and I was upset that I was like leaving Mavadi and it just made me think, I'm like, man, what happened to the days when all I thought about was, I don't know, like in high school, like girls or, Right. Like, you know, like going home and playing video games. Like what happened to those days? You know, like it's just kind of like that kid in me. That's just like, wow, like do I not, I don't get to have fun anymore. Like, it's just all like, it's all like, it's go time right. now. There's no more games, you know? And, uh, like I'm, I'm cool with that. And it's like part of like the adulting process, whatever you want to call it. But like, I don't know. I kind of had a conversation with my parents. I'm like, man, like I, I miss those days. And I kind of told them, I'm like, man, like these are some hard decisions that I have to make right now. And I just kind of felt like. It's just a lot to handle at one time, and so I, I kind of wrote, like, this was after I wrote my two weeks notice, so it was, like, legit. I'm like, okay, like, this isn't just a thought anymore, right. or a pipe dream, like, this is happening. You're doing it. You know, and uh, so I, I did, and uh, I remember I, I like, I, I brought it in, I didn't really want anyone to know, because I'm not like, oh, guys, like, I'm, I'm leaving, I'm giving my two weeks notice, see ya, it's been nice, you know, like, I'm kind of... I just I, low key. Yeah. yeah, like you know what? When it's done, you can talk about it. But right. until then, you don't say a word. You just do it. Right. Because right. the more you talk about it, the less that it's actually gonna be likely to happen. Because you're just going off of people's reactions. Like, okay, well, I got the reaction that I wanted out of that person, so now I don't really feel like I need to do it. Right. But it's not really for them that you're doing it in the first place. You know, it's just right. kind of like you know, keep it to yourself and work with what it is that you want to work with, and then afterwards you can tell them or share. Um, but I remember I walked into my boss's office and I put the, the, the slip of paper on her, de her, the other desk. And, uh, I was like, I sat down and I said like, look, um, she, we were going to sit down and talk about what my future in the company was. And, uh, I told her, I, I'm like, look, like, I'm before we go on with that. And then she already knew right away. And she's like, no, oh, right. no. And I'm like, 
Yeah. And then, you know, I she's like, hey, well, like, why? And then, like, we talked about it. And then after that, she's like, hey, well, I'm gonna need a, I'm gonna need your two weeks. And I'm like, <laughs> no problem. It's over there. I put it on your desk. She's like, oh, you you got me. You know, like, anyway, like. It was a hard transition for the first week or two because I was just like, man, like you're solo now. Yeah. But like I don't know, like ever since then, like I just pray to God and make sure that I'm 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 staying straight and I'm I'm walking the path that I'm supposed to walk on, and uh, I've been taking care of ever since. And like I don't know, just like opportunities happen because I'm not really like there's a healthy amount of stress that you can have towards going solo, right. but then there's also a stress that's going to defeat you because it's just going to make you think, well, why should I even try? Right. You know? And I kind of realized, I'm like, well, like, no, like I'm not, I'm not going to just kind of hope for the best because I'm too scared to fail. And like, you know, like I've heard people trying to like scare you out of doing it because it's right. just not worth it. But like, I don't know. I, I like to do, think that I, I did pretty well for myself and I'm going to continue to do well for myself and even better. So right. It's, it's, it's a hard transition. I'm not going to lie. And anybody who's doing it and anybody who like, leaves the corporate world or does some kind of big career move like that it's it's challenging man and it like shakes you down to your core to see like what are you what are you right. going to do now you know what do you find are the major differences between working in a commercial gym and then working on your own what do you find to be the major differences i'd say it's uh one thing is is talking to people whenever i would talk and sit down with someone uh like in the when I was working at Mavadi, it kind of just I don't know it doesn't feel natural for me to like right. represent a company and whereas if I represent myself I'm I'm gonna go like above and beyond right for that person but it's right. just I don't know like there's something about like you felt like it was unauthentic like, right? like yeah like I mean it, it doesn't reflect who I am but it's right. just like right. you know like I'm I'm 100% behind Mavadi. right and like right. there's nothing else that I can do so that means that anything that I want to do to help you, I can't do because I'm limited. Right. So, like, right, for right. example, like, you know, people can't afford personal training. Then, like, you're like, all right, cool. Well, the next other option that Movadi has to offer is uh, small group right. training, right, right, which right. may or may not suit your needs, but it's what you can afford. So let's get it because we want to get you to buy something. Today. Right, right, right. So that was, like, something that was really hard for me to kind of shake. And uh, I don't know. It, it kind of made me feel, I don't know, a little dishonest. A little like I felt like I wasn't being my true self I couldn't express all the the love and care or like the good uh, like every, anything that I could my hands were tied right you know and I was just kind of like okay well I guess I'm just gonna have to do make the most with what I got right. uh, so I feel like that was a difference also like performance because like you know like you're like in a corporate world so right. you have to like make sure that you're maintaining a certain amount of hours and right. You know it's for a good cause, but it's not for the good cause that reflects what you want. Right, right, So right, right. whether or not it's it's a good cause for you, you're still going to do it because it's a good cause for the company that you're working for. So right. that's that's another thing where it's like, well, what if I do want to kind of ease off a little bit on my hours? Can I do that without having like a couple of people coming up to me being like, what are you doing? Why? I just noticed that you're dropping down a few hours. Why is that? What's going on? Right. Are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. I'm just doing it because I want to. Right. And I'm just doing it because, I don't know, there's other things like a kid or right. or my wife or, like, my family or something that needs my attention that's not just seeing Susan three times right. and seeing her twice. Are you okay right. with that? No? Well, then I don't know what else to tell you, you know? And I think that's what's so different um, about our industry than any other industry. I mean, if you go and you work at a Walmart and then you branch off to go open, you, uh, you know, your own store or whatever, it's 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 like going from doing something and you're asking yourself can I do it better and can I but I think with this one and it kind of is correlated to what you're saying is the unauthentic 
kind of vibe that you that you give when you're working under a corporation because our job essentially is customer service and it's also presenting a facet of who we are yeah man right and it's funny that you say that like talking about authenticity because i feel like i make a point to to pride myself on my own authenticity is because i i don't know i've seen people be uh fake or hide a certain part of themselves and i just i don't feel like i want to do that like if not just that but like on another note, when you're when you're dealing with people, if they see that you're authentic with right. them, then then they're they're gonna want to be authentic with you. Right, right. You know, and it's hard to do that if I think if you're limited to, well, this is only what I can do because I'm under the hood of this umbrella. Yeah. Um, I do think like yeah, just as you said, it's a good experience because you do meet people and things like that. But it, it is difficult to maintain uh, your own authentic like personality through a bigger company when personal training, right? Because we're so like integrated into so many people's lives while we're trying to help them get to where it is they want to go and we're doing that through our personality and the things that we um, 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 relate to and so like being able to do that I can completely understand Um, how do you find it now like do you find that the responsibilities are different Um, do you find them more challenging or what would you what would you say to let's say someone that's like shoot I'm in a commercial spot right now and I want to Go do my own thing, but it's like, what is the major difference, I guess you can say? like, Well, to put it simply is whatever responsibilities you have with the company versus the ones that you have on your own. On yourself, to yourself, yes. Excuse my language, but it's, it's your ass on the <laughs> Right, line. right. If you don't do those responsibilities, then like you're not hurting the company, you're hurting right. yourself. Right. And you're hurting your own like business, your own persona you're like you know it's you have what to show, to show for it right you know right so that's that's where i feel like that, that was a big thing for me and like i don't know it like scared me straight in a way because i'm just like okay yeah like but nothing bad had to happen but it kind of just like you know like going out, out from a body being like okay like it's not systemized there's no organization like you have to like make sure that you're on top of your books right and you're on top of your clients their programs um, who's in your roster, what's going on with X, Y, Z in terms of where you can train and what you can and cannot do. Right. So that's like, I don't know, that inspires me to, to do it more because right. I'm like, you know what, I'm doing this for me and I'm doing this for whoever I'm training. So right. I'm like, you know what, I'm, I'm happy with that and I'll, I'll do it. But that was, that was definitely a big difference that I noticed for corporate versus like solo. Right. Uh, another thing is that I, uh, I don't know, you're, you're more spread out you're more spread out in terms of where you're doing, like going and what you're doing. You right. Know? So that's like another thing that made me realize like, okay, like, you know, you're, you're on your own. Right. And you're a solo. So now you, you got to make sure that you're, I don't know, whatever, going to people's houses or doing whatever else you got to do to, to see people. Then A different process that more represents you that helps you get your clients to where they want to go. Or is the process pretty much the same and you've just kind of integrated your own personality and your own kind of thought process into it? Yeah, I'd say this, like what you just finished with is like integrating a new process, but like, I don't know, I put my heart and soul into it now, right. you know what I mean? Because I'm right. just like, yeah, man, like, these are cool people that I consider like family to me, right. so I treat you like family in the right. sense of like, not like I'm going to show up to your parties and <laughs> whatever, if you invite me, I might grace my, <laughs> right. your appearance, but like, you know what I mean? Like, I I just like care, and I just genuinely care, and I'm like, how else can I best help this person? So like, whether whether I'm dealing with frustrating people who are 
like, you know, like trying to ghost me or just don't really know what to do anymore and they're going through it and they kind of feel like they don't deserve to work out because of whatever time constraint or issues that they have. I like let them breathe for a little right. bit, you know, and it's cool to like kind of see like I, I love that that side of things is how to deal with people psychologically, how to right. deal with people mentally because it's it shows that like, you know, you're it's not just about counting reps. It's not just about like being there and like making a great program and writing them through it. It's about like what happens when shit hits the fan. What happens right. when you're like the plan doesn't go as as planned, right. you know? And uh, I feel like I've adopted a process of like being like able to to be real and to to like be able to have those hard conversations of like look like how are you? Like right. how are, how are you doing? Like um you know like it's like 14 days into the new year. Where do you guys feel like you're at right now? Where do you feel like you're, um, like, how do you feel like you're doing so far? You know, and just, like, keep people in the loop, you know? Right. Instead of just, like, pretending that everything's gym dandy, fine, and just hoping for the best. Like, that's that's another, th- like, small little detail that I've kind of incorporated and made a point to, to follow up on and to keep on going with that. Because it's just, you know, helping people stay committed. Right. Right? No, that's, yeah, that is so true, man, and I completely relate to that. Um, I mean, I see all the time that you're you're so engaged with your clients and you're very passionate about what you do. And my thing is like, how is it that you've been able to come from a commercial gym, be fairly new to doing your own thing and yet become so successful so quickly? Like, how did that happen? What Um, is attributed to your success? uh, Connections. I would okay. definitely say that that's one thing. Uh, I've just known a lot of good people, and uh, like one, like I'm, I'm referring to like a couple that I train now, right. by the name of Mark and Sarah, and uh, they were referred to me by another close friend of mine, and uh, that's like I don't know, finding people and finding the right match and nailing it, man. Right. Like it's just a whole other feeling. But I feel like it's not like I shouldn't just chalk it up to like the luck of the draw of like, Oh, well some person just happened to mention my name at the right time and place. Like, no man, it's just like being open to receiving and like just working, working on me in the process, you know, right. and like kind of, um, seeing how I can be better. Cause if you can change yourself, then that's how you change the world. Right. You know, that's a, right. that's a huge thing that I'm a big believer in. If you like, you know, you start by changing yourself and that's how right. you can start to have a bigger impact on the world. Right. Uh, so I felt like I just, I just put my head down and started doing that. And like, like people, people came to me and like, it was nice to see that because it's, it's been people, David, that I've been wanting to work with since I started learning this, you know? So like, it's, it's cool. Cause I, I market myself really well. And I make sure that I, I give back to the community after all. And I, I still like I have Fitness Fridays that I'm doing now. Right, that's, that's I was been, about to ask you about that. That's yeah. been awesome, man. And I, I love doing those for people. And like just the other day, like there's a client of mine who had COVID and she messaged me and like, what can I do in the process while I can't see you? And I'm like, well, like, hmm, okay, I'm gonna have to spend like 20, 30 minutes sitting down and writing you up a program. Wait, hold on a second. And I text her, I'm like, do you have Instagram? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, great. Go look up my page. I have this thing called Fitness Fridays. And I do them every week because um, I asked her what equipment she had. She had two 10-pound demos. I'm like, great. Perfect. Nice. So now I'm like, I don't know, man. Like a moment like that where I'm just like, you know what? It's just cool to see that like for whoever is doing the workouts in general, amazing. I commend you. Um, but for for people who are like stuck, I'm right. like, go go here. Right. I just have resources to give to people. Right. And I really like that feeling of just like being prepared to help them in any way that I can. Nice. You know? So in your opinion, what would be um, the mindset 
that a potential prospect should have prior to wanting to engage into personal training with you? Um, being in a position open to receive information. Because cool, ultimately, yeah. like, for whatever it is that you're choosing to work with me for, no matter what the goal is, you are still going to learn. And uh, this is stuff that whether I'm there or not, you are going to take with you for the rest of your life. Sure. So being in a position just to receive and right. to, uh, to learn and to understand all that, and uh, myself as well, I'll learn right. from you in terms of how you work and how you're uh, willing to be coached and uh, trained, um, but just being open to receive. Sick. Um, and what is it, the, the last question, well, the second last question, um, what can they expect from their training with you? So say they have a goal, they're like, I wanna lose 50 pounds. Like, what can they expect through the process of your training um, that's gonna not only ensure that they get to where they wanna go, but that they have a good time getting there? I think, I think you just said it, man, is have a, have, have a good time. Have fun right. while you do it. Cause like, you know, you can look at it as work or you can look at it as a, as a something that you can look forward to, you know? Right. Like, it's not gonna lie, it's gonna be hard work, but like I'm, I'm there with you along the way and I'm, I'm there to push you, but I'm also there to 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 like support you and to be there with you. And we, I don't know, like a, a lot a lot of my clients, man, like we we laugh and we have a great time. And it's just like I sometimes like don't get me wrong, I, I respect my job and I like to be um, you know like on point, professional, all that stuff. But I look at my clients as my friends, you know. So I just like to like um, hang out with them throughout the hour and and like. Put, don't worry, like we have work that's, that needs to be done. We get through it all, but we have a, a great time doing it. Yeah, nice. and that's probably like the one thing that like I take with me a lot is that it's not it's not serious. It's not it is. Don't get me wrong. It has its serious moments when you need to push and right, yeah. finish that one set or or go through like this like uh, triplex or this whatever that we're going through this like uh, superset. Um, it's a lot to to handle sometimes, but like I'm there and we're having a great time. Right, you know? that's that that's amazing, man. So um, I know that you're working on some stuff that's uh, coming up, that's gonna be amazing. And I guess you're gonna hold off on that until like you have some uh, more more information. Yeah. But uh, is there anything that you could tell us? Anything you could tell us that's coming up that's, and I'm excited for you, man, because uh, I know. <laughs> yeah, 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 how you know. Yeah. So, um, honestly, man, it's uh, it's like a, like a passion project that I've been, uh, never thought I'd get to this point, but right. I'm, I'm really happy to to see it and to, to see it happen and to, to just to make it happen and to build it all. Uh, so it's it's something that's coming, man, in February, nice. man. It's it's almost done. It's Oh I'm yeah. not gonna I'm not gonna say any words <laughs> because I feel like that's just gonna give stuff away. But like it's just something really cool and I just really want to share it with everyone and I think it's gonna be a good turnout. I feel like I'm like one of those interviewers that were interviewing Andrew Garfield trying to get him to <laughs> <laughs> You already know You already Spider-Man. know what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Literally. So where can people find you? Um uh how could they get in contact with you and how could they get uh uh to be able to, if they have questions about mm-hmm. uh, anything that we've talked about, uh, my Instagram handle. I'm on Instagram a lot. My uh, my Instagram handle is MCX Fitness, and um, they can DM me on there. My email is linked to my Instagram, so they can like even shoot me an email. Um, on Facebook, my name Matei Kayla. They can find me there. Um, yeah, man, I'm I'm open and. Uh, I love talking to people and I love like, you know, when people ask me questions and, and come out and, and talk and, you know, just stay open, you know? 
Nice, man. Nice. Well, thank you for having uh, for being on the podcast. Um, and uh, I hope we could do this again in the future, man. man I have a blast. Get your brother. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah, yes. we, can, we can brother up for sure. All right. Yes, man. All thank right, you. brother.